What's up, everybody? Thank you for turning into Hood Therapy. Hope your day is going pretty good. Mine is going pretty, pretty smooth. And so today is going to be an interesting episode. So today I actually wanted to just throw in a vent session um, because it's something I haven't really done in a while. And I feel like I really like these episodes. I like not really having a script and, you know, really just talking about how I feel. So before we get started, um, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Be From Israel. Um, and if you like this podcast, just make sure that you share it, make sure that you like it, make sure that you, you know, throw a comment in or review in or something like that, just so that I know I'm doing good and you know that I'm pleasing you. So today's episode, like I said, is going to be an event session podcast. And I think this is important because usually I do like I do event sessions, but I usually don't speak on stuff that is going on around the world right now. So I feel like this is something that I really, really, really needed to speak about because it was something that's important to me. So um, I wanted to talk about, um, so it was a man, I don't know, it was, this is actually, it, it's crazy because it actually happened um, a few months ago, right? And so a guy named, a 25-year-old guy named Ahmad was shot and killed in Brunswick, Georgia. But he was jogging, this is actually February 23rd, he was jogging, and two guys came up behind him and tried to not only commit burglary on him, but they also killed him, they shot him. So, um, and it, it's crazy because video actually released, re- video just released, and it's six weeks after. Mind you, I told you this happened February 23rd. So this is around six weeks later, um, seven weeks later, and we are just now getting the footage. And you may be asking, like, why, why do you feel like this is something that you have to talk about? I feel just thinking about the fact that this could have been not only me, you know, but my brother, you know, or some of the other brothers that I've met along the way, just to think that something like this could happen to us. You know, something like this is not far-fetched. Like, we tend to think about these type of things and we'd be like, oh, it doesn't bother me because it didn't happen to my family. But once it happens to your family or somebody close to you, it's already too late. So I think it's important for us to start talking about these things and really just, you know, putting our, you know, just trying to make some type of impact, just trying to get some type of some type of unity, some type of understanding, some type of conversation going about it. And so I feel like it's only right that I talk about it. So. Like I said, the guy, this guy was, he was killed by two other men, two other white men. And basically they're, they, they, they actually were just arrested like a few days ago. So up until a few days ago, they were actually still free just walking around, you know, after they just, actually, they just killed somebody, you know? And so I thought, I'm just like, bro, that's, this is really crazy. And like people start, I think what really is crazy to me is people talk about like, um, like post-slavery lynchings and stuff like that, but I I think about it like this: like I I when do we ever go through a time where lynchings stop, like fully stop? Where do we ever go through a time where murdering of black men, women, and children was stopped? You know, when do we go through? When when was that time? Because I mean, you know, if if it happened, then you know, correct me, but I don't know about any time. You know, I think about it like since coming to America, since coming to America, we have had a target on our back, going through slavery and then going through segregation and still going through um, discrimination a lot of times today. I think that this is something that we don't really think about. You know, like, I think just because we are, we are, it's said that we are free and that we are our own people and we have free will, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't, I really don't believe into that. You know, I really don't believe into that because I see you could you can just see what type of psychological things are going on right now. And one of my guys, Muhammad, was talking to me and he was saying how um, you know, when it comes to this type of stuff, how do you know if it's really true? Like how do you know that 
how do you know that any of this is true? Like, how do you know that they haven't just put something together to to have people fearful, to, you know, start a race war or something like that? And it didn't really make sense to me until I really thought about it, but it could actually be true. And that's something I actually thought about. And so when it comes to this, I'm just like, when it comes to a race war, I can actually see, you know, with our people, you know, some people is like, we should just, you know, just, just be peaceful. We should just be calm, collective, that type of stuff. But then I also see how, how much can we go on marching? How much can we go on, you know, asking for rights, demanding rights and that type of stuff. And, and, and nothing is happening. You know, at some point we have to take, take some type of action. You know, we have to take some type of action because I feel like, honestly, it's so much going on, but I feel like the reason why everything is going the way that it is is just because it's such a lack of unity when it comes to the community. You know, if we have honestly had each other's best interests at heart and they knew that it was repercussions for messing with, you know, melan- a melanated person or even a pe- any type of person that wasn't from the white community, they will, it will make it a little easier. But the, those type of repercussions are not there, at least not now. So I want to talk about what I think the solution to this you know, being because I got I talked about it, you know, I talked about what happened, why. So I want to talk about the solution. So I have two solutions, solutions for our people, the community. And then I have a message to the power structure. I say the power structure strategically because I don't mean all white people. I don't think necessarily think all white people are bad. White people do own the power structure here in America. So that's why I'm going to direct this message to the power structure. So for white people, um, the solution for them is just honestly, just just let us be free. You know, let us be great. We have been told that we was free from slavery. You know, and we have the same opportunities that other about everybody else have in the United States. You know, and that we have we are given the same privileges. And, you know, and honestly, that's not true, man. That's not true. Like when you think about it. You can't tell somebody they are free and they have free will and they are equal to somebody else when they are just, you know, our people are still being, still being killed and, you know, murdered and all of this other type of stuff. And I think it's important. I was actually listening to Sister Soldier and she was talking about something that she was talking about. She's never met a good white person ever in her life. And this is interesting because I had to really look into what she was saying. And so she was what she qualifies as a good white person is somebody who understands the power structure in America, you know, and will do anything to make sure that they can dismantle it. Somebody who is willing to compromise a little power, you know, to see other people win. And that's another part of the solution that I say. Dismantle the system that privileges you. You know, dismantle the system that was made, you know, and and was really built on our backs. You know, dismantle that system that's privileging you, that's letting you get away with this, this, and this, that's, you know, murdering, black men that's putting black men and women in jail, you know, at alarming rate. This mental that system that that gives you so much white privilege. You know, and a lot of times when it comes to privilege, I understand that people don't understand when they have privilege. You know, it, it is such thing as a white person growing up poor. But at the same time, you know, this country was built literally for you to be great. Like this country literally has loopholes and, you know, different types of things for the advancement of who created it. And so next I say it's important to just speak up, you know, like staying quiet is just as bad as, you know, open, being openly racist. If you just sit there and don't say anything, I feel like that makes you even worse because not only do you see wrong, 
but it's like you won't speak up on it. So I say speak up on it. You know, if you see something that's wrong, if you see somebody being racist or prejudiced, you know, speak up about it. Say something about it. Let your opinion be known. Don't just try to be quiet. Don't try to, you know, brush it to the side. Because a lot of times when a person is around people and they see they are doing something and they might not know it's wrong, if they don't know it's wrong and everybody around them is not telling them that it's wrong, then it's like, how would they ever learn? You know, how, how would they ever learn? And so next, I say realize that this has been more than this has been more than 10, 20, 30 years. Like I, it's weird when people try to say that, you know, this is just modern, you know, or this has, this is just happening and it's just now getting bad. But this junk has been going on for years, years since we got here, since we literally since and even before we stepped foot in America, it has just been, you know, violence on anybody who wasn't white. And I feel like this is this is interesting. This is interesting because when it comes to people saying that all white people are not bad and all people didn't have, you know, a hand in slavery, I think about it like this. The best apology is changed behavior as a whole. A few white people, one, two, three white people, like Muhammad Ali said, if there's 10,000 snakes coming to my door, right? 7,000 of those snakes are bad and 3,000 of them are good. Do you think I'm going to open my door to let the 3,000 good ones in? Or do you think I'm just going to close my door? The best apology is changed behavior. Changing who you are, but not only changing who you are, but trying to change those around you. You know, it's like, this is all a system. This is all made, you know, to keep going and going and going and going and going. This is all a system. So in order for any type of advancement to be made, we have to destroy the system and create a new one. And I feel like when it comes, like such a soldier said, I don't know if a lot of white people are willing to do that, you know, and not only for the advancement of black people, but the advancement of everybody on this world, you know, I don't know if they are willing to give away the power that they have in order to see other people win. And that's the problem. That is that is the problem. People are not willing. It's, it's like in this westernized society, everybody is so greedy. Everybody is worrying about me, me, me. But you have to think about it. It's not just you, not just you, you know, like it's other. You have a family. You have a lot of times people be having kids and they have nieces and nephews. It's not just you and your family. You know, a lot of times you might not even know people who are your family, but y'all are kin. So it's like you have to. I feel like it's important for us to have each other's best interests at heart, you know, and in order and until we get there, it's not going to be any type of solution. And so next to the community, I say, it's a few things that I have to say to community. First, I say death should not be this normal. You know, like funerals should not be more common than weddings. When you think about it, it's like we have become so desensitized. It's like the wound doesn't even burn no more. Like death is just so normal in the community. And I think that's something that's a problem. That's something that we have to talk about more because why is it that when somebody dies, you know, you cry for, we cry for a few days and it's just like after the funeral, every everybody is over. We're not even talking about it no more. You know, that's something that we have to really start speaking about, you know, because it's like people are being taken senselessly. And not even when it comes to like um, in the community, I'm talking about when it comes to other nations and, you know, how we are being treated by other nations as well. And so it's like, we have to t- we have to really stop this man like we have to really speak up for how we feel and, and really get some some unity going because you know and it's crazy and I say it's important to realize that we are at war like I feel like we really are at war when it comes to this thing because no matter how much marching no matter how much singing no matter how much dancing no matter how much of any of that we still have not got what we asked for so I feel like at some point you have to understand that you have to demand respect. You know, you can't keep asking for respect, asking for respect, asking for respect. You know, you respecting everybody else and you are not receiving it back into return. So sometimes you have to demand respect, you know. And I feel like as a community, 
when it comes to demanding respect, in order for us to do that, we have to do, unite regardless of the differences. I think it's important that we have to stop dividing ourselves. You know, like we think that just because somebody is gay or straight or short or fat or somebody is Muslim, you know, in our community that we have to divide each other. But we have to think about whether we are gay or straight or whatever. We are black. We all carry the same threat. So we all have to be on alert and understanding who we are as people. You know, like your outside appearance is always going to say more. You know, they're going to they people are going to once they look at you, they already think something from your outside appearance. So you have to be conscious of how you are looking, you know, and the way that you present yourself. And I'm not to say that you have to hide who you are, but just be on watch, you know, just be on watch for your surroundings. Just think about what's happening around you and try to pay attention to it. Regardless of this stuff, we have to unite regardless of the differences that we have, because in order for us to truly advance as a people, bro, we have to be united. We have to be one. You you think about it. A house divided can't stand. A house divided can't fight. So it's like when it comes to our community, we have to be um, united in everything that we do. When I think about action, I think about the phrase that I grew up with. Um, and it was one fight. We all fight. And I feel like this is a really, really important phrase. And it's something that's kind of been ingrained into my head even today and so i think about like what, ha- what what's happened to that phrase you know when it comes to the community when we think about us our friends we, we will fight for our friends and our cousins and you know stuff like that but we also have to be willing to fight for our community so it's like we have to have that same respect we have to have that same mentality one fight we all fight if somebody is threatened you know or somebody gets murdered i feel like that was my brother that got murdered or my sister that got murdered so it's like i'm gonna do anything that i can to make sure you know that it doesn't happen again it's important to understand, like, bro, it takes one second for us to be taken off of this earth. But it takes nine months. It took nine months for us to get here, you know. And then it took years. It take oh, up to 25 years for us to fully develop, for our brains and our bodies to fully develop. So it's like it's not even worth it, you know. If you can walk away from the situation, then do that. If you can just de-escalate something, do that, you know. Sometimes getting into these small situations, it's not worth our life. And next, I say... We have to really just keep our word, um, understand how powerful group economics is, and really just follow our intuition when it comes to all of this. We have to protect each other. You know, like I said, have each other's best interests at heart, regardless on the differences that we have. We have to protect each other, whether it's your brother or your sister or not. We have to protect one another, especially in the community, because I feel like we are at attack right now. And the problem is, we don't realize that we are at it. Well, we realize that we are at attack, but it's like we 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 not really understanding how severe the attack is. So I feel like in order for us to really advance, we have to not only keep our word, but we have to put action behind our word. You know, because word is the foundation of a building, of a structure, right? But action is the walls, the flooring, you know, the the ceiling, all of the the interior and exterior things that come with that that uh that foundation. So it's like we have to have, we have to be willing to put our action behind what we say. We have to be willing to, you know, when it comes to boycotting these businesses and when it comes to doing these things that we feel will better us, we have to be serious, you know, and and, and a part of that comes with leading by example. We just have to lead by example for certain stuff. When it comes to not only the stuff that's going on in China, you know, but the stuff that is going on um, in South Africa and even the stuff here, you know, we have to think about it. We have to put our money where our mouth is. We have to put our action where our mouth is. And if we don't, we're going to continue to be ran over. So I challenge you to protect those around you, whether you know them or not. Have your fellow brethren and your, your fellow sisters' best interests at heart.
You know, we have to be on code when it comes to this stuff. Because if we not, it's easier for somebody to come in and dismantle what we have. So, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at B from Israel. Let me know how this podcast is sounded to you. Let me know what you think about it. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I will see you in the next one. Peace. Perfect.